Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to today's uh, podcast, Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome to Luke chapter 24 today. Got a little Easter worship going in the background because, I mean, this is a resurrection, man. Resurrection. Um, we're wrapping up the Gospel of Luke. And, of course, we finished off yesterday with the uh, Jesus being placed in a sealed tomb and uh we know we know how this story goes so we're excited we come in excited for this chapter because we know the last chapter <laughs> so i mean not the very last chapter that'd be the book of revelation but we know the last chapter of passion week we know we know so uh so i'm excited man i'm excited to read luke chapter 24 glad you're a part of it today hope you're having a great day um hey thanks for uh Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for sharing it. And um, seriously, take a second to, to rate it because it, you know, when you rate it, when you take a time to, especially in like Apple and Google and other places, you rate the podcast uh, and give it a, a, a comment, uh, it moves it up and is easier for other people to find. So uh, I appreciate that. All right. Luke chapter 24. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. And uh, nothing has changed the world more than what we're about to read right now in Luke chapter 24. Um, it literally uh, changes everything. So let's do it. On the first day of the week, i.e. Sunday, remember, Jews worship on Saturday, which is the last seventh day. And the first day of the week is Monday or Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. All right. So they're going to the tomb. They're going to prepare uh, to tend. They're going to tend to a, a, a decaying body. That's what they're thinking. I mean, they're not looking for a resurrection. They are unsus unsuspecting. Uh, they're do going to do what we would do or if we were in this similar situation uh, preparing for a funeral they found this so they uh they prepared and went to the tomb uh the ladies went to the tomb. they found the stone rolled away from the tomb okay at this point they're still not thinking resurrection right i mean there's no reason that just because the stone has been rolled away uh Something suspicious has occurred, but not But that would resurrection would not be on the top ten list of things they would be thinking has occurred. So they see the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, they're wondering what? Why is the stone rolled away? Did someone steal the body? Has there been some um, um, some vandalism here? Has there been a crime committed here? What is going on? Somebody desecrated the body. So while they're sitting there thinking about those things, suddenly 
two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning <laughs> stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? Woo! He is not here. He is risen. <laughs> Man, he is not here. Let me, while they're thinking about what's going on, what's the, what could this have, that, what could have occurred? Are we at the right tomb? Sure, this is where they was. Who rolled the stone away? I thought there were guards watching the stone. Like, what, what is happening? And while they're contemplating, trying to figure out, trying to make sense of what they're seeing with their own eyes, this angelic being, two of them stand gleaming like lightning and say, why do you look for the living among the dead? Ooh. Why don't you go to the graveyard looking for those who are alive? Wow. He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The son of man, this is what he told him. The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then, verse 8, they remembered his words. See, that was the interesting thing is that Jesus taught throughout his ministry, particularly towards the latter part of his earthly ministry, that the Son of Man would be betrayed, that he would be put into the hands of sinners. He would be crucified. And on the third day, he rise again. He told them that over and over. But again, the third day rise, just the resurrection just did not compute. It just didn't. And to some degree, at points, the idea that he would even be crucified did not com compute, right? I mean, his life was so lived in such a whole, wholesome, godly, um, anointed way. Even, uh, even trying to think of, trying to try, even trying to come to terms with the fact that someone like Jesus would be crucified was hard to uh, to reconcile. Much less an idea that somehow after a crucifixion he's going to be raised on the third day. I mean, this was just it was beyond a pair. They had no pair like us. We we would have no paradigm for such resurrection from the dead. What? The angels bring it to their memory that, remember, he taught you this. And then they remembered, yes, yes, he did. He told us he would rise again. When they came back from the tomb, verse 9, they told all the things to the 11 and to all the others. Now, interesting, again, a women in ministry thing. Um, you know, there's all people always, you know, debate about women in ministry. Um, it was it, it, it was women who first declare, who first witnessed Gave the, were the eyewitnesses to the empty tomb, and they were the first to declare the resurrection. You might say they were the first to preach a, a truly Christian message. The first preachers of the gospel, the first preachers of a Christian message were women. And so, well, I don't know what, 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 what about the other verses? I don't know, fine, but what about that verse? <laughs> what about that verse? Why, 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 are we, why are we ignoring that? I mean, it is clear that women can preach and that women have been called by God. Some women have been called by God to preach, as some men have been called by God to preach. So they came back. They came. They It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and others with them who told this to the apostles. It's all ladies who were telling the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. 
Why? It's just unbelievable. There's no paradigm for this. What do you mean there? Are, what do you mean Jesus isn't there? What do you mean Jesus isn't alive? What do you mean to what? Verse 12. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. In John's gospel, we know that John also ran with him and John outran him. <laughs> John, in John's gospel, he makes the point to say that and uh that he outran Peter. <laughs> you know, Peter, big old lumbering boy. He, he, he running, but he ain't running fast. Um, Peter, verse 12, Peter, however, got up, ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Again, he's still not convinced that this is not the, this is not the posture of someone who is convinced uh, of resurrection. Now, why do I make that point? Because some people think that the early church sort of fabricated this story. If they fabricate the story, why are they portraying? If they're fab if they fabricate the story and they wrote the story, why are they portraying the disciples in such uh, in such human terms and in such unbelieving, with such little faith? Th th this is not the picture of something that's fabricated. This is a picture of honesty. Peter's still Peter is still not yelling it from the rooftops that Jesus is alive. What does it say? He went away from the empty tomb wondering what had happened. He's still wondering. Same just like we would. If you just saw an empty tomb, you would not immediately surmise that there had been a bodily resurrection. It's that's honest, man. I love that about the word of God. It's honest. It's just honest. It doesn't, this is not the portrayal of someone of, of mammoth, earth moving, mountain throwing faith. <laughs> it's like he went away wondering what happened. But I wonder what happened there. Verse 13. Now the same day, two of them go, were going to a village called Emmaus, two of the disciples about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. What about all of what? About the, 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 about what had happened over Passover with Jesus and how he was put on trial and how he was went to the cross and the things that he taught and said from the cross. And the, the now there's this, this stuff about an empty tomb and, and like what's going on. All of that, it's got the whole city in a stir. As they're talking with discuss these things with each other. So they're talking about that. This is crazy. This is crazy right here. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself, what? Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. They weren't expecting to see Jesus. They were just walking. Some people who were in Jerusalem. Just walking. And uh, at, talking about, hey, man, what do you think of that guy, that, that Nazarene? What do you think of Jesus of Nazareth? You know, that all the all the cities talking about him. And, and uh, you know, the I really I thought he was really mistreated. You know, I didn't think that was right the way they treated him. Uh, I certainly don't believe he deserved to be crucified. And, man, so many so many of us had such great hopes in him and really thought he was going to usher in the kingdom of God. And he was God's Messiah. And, and you know, then we all saw him crucified and dead, and 
we saw him put in the tomb. We said, man, and now the tomb's like the empty. Like, I don't know what somebody's, what's going on. What do you make of all these things? And then, boom, up pops this guy walking next to him. Say, what y'all talking about? <laughs> what y'all talking about right here? I bet he walked up to him and said, boo. <laughs> but they didn't recognize him. They still didn't recognize him. They just thought he was another traveler from Jerusalem leaving the city after the Passover. So they didn't recognize him. Verse 17, when he asked them, why are you discussing, what, what are you discussing together as you're walking? What are you discussing together as you're walking along? What are, what, what are you guys talking about? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one, are you the only one visitor, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? Like, dude, have you been living under a rock? What do you mean, what are we talking about? Are you the only visitor that is in Jerusalem that doesn't have a clue what all has gone down here in the last several days? Like, it is the talk of the town. How do you not know this? And Jesus, you know, he playing, he's playing along. <laughs> what things, Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people, the chief priests and our Rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But he, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. Again, all this, they're recounting the story, but all this, get the tone. They do not believe he's alive. They're not expecting him. They're not trying to invent. They're not trying to work themselves into belief that he's alive. They think it's over. Verse 22, in addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. But you about to see him. <laughs> he said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken to you. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter glory? So Jesus is just teaching them. He's just teaching the gospel here. Just teaching the word of God. And begin. So Jesus, now watch. He brings them to the word. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Jesus preached Jesus. Who did Jesus preach? Himself. He takes them to the word of God and he shows them how the all the Old Testament prophecies, prophecies, the word of God, the scriptures from Moses all the way through the prophets are pointing to himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going. So they were out there, they about to turn off Cleopas and his friend, whose friend, we don't even know his name. Poor guy, don't even know his name. Cleopas got a name, his friend don't even got a name. I mean, he had a name, but we don't know him. And so they get ready to turn off, and Jesus acts like he's going to walk straight. He's just going to keep on going, leave him, leave him be. And, and they say, whoa, whoa, whoa. They urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. They wanted to know more. They wanted to hear more. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread. He gave thanks. That sounds familiar, right? Like a little uh, reminiscence of communion, of the Lord's, of the Last Supper. He took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And watch this. Then 
their eyes were open and they recognized him. When do you think that happened, man? You wonder, like, was it after he did all that? Was it the moment he broke the bread? And they were like, oh, my God. You get that picture. You've got, the, you've got the resurrected Jesus who just offered his body days before. Um, he, he Literally, his broken body for the sins of the world. And those hands are holding the bread of communion, the bread of the Lord's Supper, the bread of the table. And he breaks the, the body that was broken is holding the bread that is going to be broken. <laughs> the broken bread is holding the broken bread. Oh, my gosh. The broken bread breaks the bread. Wow. I wonder if that's the moment when he broke the bread. The, the broken bread breaks the bread and their eyes are open. They're like, it's Jesus. Their eyes were open and they recognized him and they and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were our hearts, were not our hearts burning within us? While he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Now they just got back to, to Emmaus. They get up and they go right back seven miles back to Jerusalem. Where they found the 11 and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true. The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what they had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. So Jesus has appeared to Simon. Now he's appeared to the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Verse 36, while they were still talking about this, so they're talking about, I saw Jesus. So did I see Jesus. We saw Jesus. And then, boom, Jesus stood among them and said, peace be with you. They were startled and frightening, frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. Again, they're not just looking for a resurrected Jesus on every around every rock. They're frightened. They're startled. They think it's a ghost. <laughs> he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do, you, why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? <laughs> They're like, we can't believe this. This is crazy. We're amazed. We're stunned. Just like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry, y'all. Oh, they gave him a piece of broiled fish. He took it and ate it in their presence. It gives you an idea of the the the, um, the physical makeup of his body. He's not a ghost. This resurrection Jesus, he's like in body. He's in bodily form. He's eating. He has a digestive system. <laughs> Verse 44, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scripture. And he told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the, th on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Stay in Jerusalem till you have been clothed with power from on high. What's he talking about? The, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Remember, Luke wrote, wrote also the uh, book of Acts. 
which is the story of the Holy Spirit. In this last chapter, these last verses are a nice segue into the book of Acts. He says, stay in Jerusalem until you have been uh, endued with power from on high. Clothed with power from on high. And then we find in the first chapter of Acts, the disciples are in the in Jerusalem in the upper room. And they're, uh, they're waiting for the Holy Spirit. They're waiting. Or they're just waiting. They don't know exactly what's going to happen. They're waiting. And the outpouring of the Holy Spirit comes upon them in Acts chapter 2. Verse 50. When he had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. Wow. Wow. That's the ascension. So in the Gospel of Luke, we have recorded the uh, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension. So, and that is powerful stuff, man. That's the resurrection of Jesus. That's what changed the day of worship. I mean, what could what what's could, what so powerfully could occur that would cause devoted Jewish uh, faithful people to change their day of worship from Saturday to the first day of the week, Sunday? It would have to be something as uh, reorienting and mind blowing and paradigm shifting as resurrection from the dead. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Jesus is alive. And that's what we do. We go out and we proclaim in our lives and through our testimony, through our witness, through our words, that Jesus is alive. That the one of the Nazarene who lived and died and was crucified and buried is alive and lives forevermore. And that we now can live through him. Man, that's awesome. All right, you guys, thanks for being a part of this today. Thanks for uh, reading chapter 24 with us. Next on Monday, we'll be looking at 1 Corinthians as we start our journey through uh, the epistle, that epistle to the Corinthians. Uh, love 1 Corinthians. That's going to be fun. So much good stuff in there. Uh, but hey, a lot of good stuff in the stuff we read today too. So not much better than a resurrection. Can't get much, can't get much better than a resurrection. I mean, that's, that's top tier stuff right there. So hey guys, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. It's time to pray. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for uh, the honesty of the word of God. Um, Lord, that it's it's not a fabricated story. It's not a story where all the characters are, 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 um, are repainted and photoshopped to look like they had no doubts and that they were always believed and that the evidence was so clear and obvious. Uh, but your word is honest. It shares, it tells us the truth of people's real reactions, their real doubts, their real uh, skepticism and how they became convinced when they saw it themselves. Lord, thank you that you are alive. Thank you that we now can uh, live too, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you bring resurrection power and resurrection life into our daily lives today. So God, we pray that we, pray that we, would, uh, we would live with that power. We, would pr we pray that we would be ambassadors of that message, that you are alive, that you are not dead, but alive. God, thank you for our, the living faith that comes through Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all the good things that you do and who you are. Lord, I pray for my friends. I pray your blessing upon them today. Lord, whatever they're facing, maybe some feel like they're at a dead end. Maybe feel like they, they're, in an, they're in a tomb. Lord, may we be reminded that you turn graves into gardens. 
um, that you turn seas into dry land. And uh, we honor you and thank you for that. May we each and every one of us find encouragement from that today. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for being on today. Again, Monday, we start 1 Corinthians. Um, Love to have you a part of it as we walk through those uh, chapters together. Uh, Thank you for being part of the podcast. Thank you for sharing it, subscribing to it, all those things. Really appreciate that. Have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.